Act Three of Daniel Drew's Blacksmith by W. S. Gilbert. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Act Three. Scene: Interior of Drew's cottage. Time: Evening. Dorothy is discovered pale and weak, sitting by the fire, reading an old and tattered letter, her head resting in her hand. Daniel discovered at back. He has a bundle and stick in his hand, as if prepared for a journey. He is pale and anxious. Even tied, and he's not yet come to claim her. It's weary waiting for a blow that is to fall, and will wait no longer. It's hard to have to creep away from the old forge like a thief in the night and begin the weary struggle anew, God knows where but that it should have come through him who I loved like a son and whom I'd have taken to my heart as a son. It's doubly hard it should have come through him. Looking at Dorothy. Poor maiden. She thinks him false to her. Well, it's better so. I'll keep that thought alive. Twill account for much that I may not explain. One word would lift that sorrow from her gentle heart, but it must not be spoke. Not yet. Not yet. Aloud. What art thou reading, lass? It is the letter he wrote to me for Morocco, two years since. I am bidding farewell to it ere I destroy it, for he is betrothed to another, and I may not keep it now. He spake to me in jest. Oh, father, it's hard to bear. Aye. Ay, hard to bear, dolly, hard to bear. And to vaunt his unfaithfulness in the ears of a very stranger. It was a cruel boast, for I loved him with all my heart. Better learn the truth now than later, as I did, as I did. Early fall, light fall, dolly. When my sorrow come, it had like to have crushed the life out of me. But thou art young, my child, and time will heal thy wound if he had but known how I loved him. But in truth, I knew it not myself. It is hard to bear, for he had truth in his face, and I doubted nothing. Trust no faces, Dolly. They lie. They lie. Nay, but it is not like thee to say these bitter things. More like me than thou wottest of, Dolly. I have told thee what I was afore thou camest to me, the past fourteen years are gone like a dream, and I'm waking up from it, Dolly. I'm waking from it. Takes up his bundle. Why, father, art thou going away? Aye, lass, we're both going away. Dorothy's surprised. Tonight? Tonight. Make thy bundle, for time presses. But whither are we going? Whither? What odds whither, so that we leave this place? Out into the cold world, it matters little where. Thou'lt fret here. It's better to take thee hence for a time, only for a time. Get thy bundle quickly, take all thou hast. I'll tell thee more anon. We've no time to lose. Dorothy going. As thou wilt, father. Aside. Tonight. Oh, Geoffrey, Geoffrey, this is indeed the end. Exit. Poor child, poor child. My heart smites me for deceiving her, for harmful as he's been to me, he never had thought for aught but her. 
I'm almost sorry I was so rough with him. He did not know. But the harm's done, and there's no undoing it. So, old Forge, the time has come when thou and I must part forever. May he who comes are to me have as good cause to love thee as I have, for I have been o'er happy here. <laughs> Reuben has entered and overheard the last few lines. What? Daniel Druce on the eve of a journey? Nay, thou'lt take no journey to-night, I promise thee. Unstrap thy pack and burn thy staff. For thou eat here, drink here, sleep here, make money here, lose money here, laugh with joy, frown with anger, groan with pain, mope here, sicken here, dwindle here, and die here. Take an old warrior's word for it. Reuben Haynes, art thou here to take her from me? No, Master Daniel, I am not here to take her from thee. And yet, in a sense, yes, Master Daniel, I am here to take her from thee. Weigh these words well, and store them away in the museum of thy mind, for they are rare words, containing, as they do, truth commingled with wisdom which is an observable union, as these qualities consort but rarely together. For he hath no wisdom who tells the plain truth, and he hath no need to tell the plain truth who hath wisdom enough to do without it. It's a paradox. Daniel impatiently. To the devil with a chop logic. I cannot wait for it. Speak out. Let me know the best and the worst. Does, does thy master know? He does not know as yet. And why does he not know? Because the mighty should be merciful, and I have refrained. If thou art not mocking at my sorrow, speak plainly. Then observe. I am a potent magician, or... If thou preferest it, a benevolent fairy, who hath certain gifts to dispose of. On the one hand, I have family union, domestic happiness, and snug old age. On the other, blank misery, abject despair, and desolation utter and complete. Which shall I give to Sir Jasper? And which to thee? Now I am a pleasant old gentleman, well to do, not so very old neither, yet old enough to marry. Dorothy and I are good friends. She listens to me when I talk, which many won't. It is a good sign and augurs well, for I love a good listener. How say you? Come, give me thy daughter, and I will give thee Sir Jasper's daughter. Aside. Aha! It is neatly put. It is a quip. Give thee my Dorothy. With an effort to be calm. No, no, it cannot be. She has promised. True, I drove him forth, but she still loves him. No, no. 
I cannot do that. I cannot do that. Reflect. Sir Jasper will take her from thee forever. Thou wilt never behold her again. He will drive thee from thy forge, and thou wilt be a desolate old vagabond, while she is learning day by day to forget thee, and to give her love to another. Thou refusest? It is well done. Brave old man, thou shrinkest not from the troubles that environ thee, though they threaten to crush thee utterly. And so I say, brave old man. Going. Nay, stay one moment. Give me time to think. How am I to do this thing? And yet, I will consent. That is, if Dorothy will. I will ask her. Nay, I will persuade her. God forgive me. Enter Dorothy. Dorothy, my child, come hither. I have somewhat to say to thee. I, I am not long for this world. And when I am gone, O oh, Dorothy, bear with what I have to say. This man, this Reuben Haynes, he loveth thee, and would make thee his wife. Oh, father! Ay, I know what thou wouldst say. Thou lovest Geoffrey, but bear in mind he loves thee not. He spake slightingly of thee, he did deny thee, he loveth other woman. Thou didst hear him say as much. See, this man will love thee better than Geoffrey. He is not a young man, he is of sober age, and a man of good substance. O oh, Dorothy, my child, have pity on me. I cannot answer. I am lost in wonder. Dorothy, my little girl, for a reason which I cannot tell thee, it concerns my life, I, my life, that thou shouldst take this man. I, I, I have been a kind father to thee, have I not? I have asked naught of thee till now. O oh, my child, it is for thine happiness as well as for mine, if thou didst but know, if thou didst but know. Behold, maiden, I am worth consideration. I am not as many other old men are. In all but years I am a boy, a very boy. My father, I know not of the sorrow that hangs over thee, but it must needs be heavy if thou canst suffer this man to say this thing to me. Dorothy, have patience. If to yield up my life would serve thee, I would yield it ten times told. The time may soon come when I shall prove thee this, for I cannot live alone. Father, I know not of this man but what is ill. Nevertheless, as thou hast been to me as my father, and I to thee as thy child, bound in all lawful things to obey thee, so will I obey thee, even in this. To Reuben Sir, I cannot love you, for my heart is given, but if my father bids me, I must needs to do his bidding. Kneels. O oh, my father, if the breaking of my heart can save thee, it is thine to break. It is dutifully spoken. It is a bargain. Give me thine hand on it, Daniel Druce. Set thine heart at rest, it is settled. Daniel, furiously. 
it is settled. Get thee hence now and forever, and do thy worst. Dorothy, forgive me. "'Twas but for a moment I wavered. I am strong now. "'To Reuben. "'Thou hast a master. Thou owest him a duty. Go do it. I'll do mine. "'We will wait here, she and I, and when the blow comes, we'll bear it together.' "'Daniel Druce, I warn thee.' "'And I warn thee, Reuben Haynes.' Quit my roof, and that quickly, if thou settest value on thy blood, for it's ill trifling we may now. As yet, I'm master here. Twon't be for long, but while I'm here, I'll be obeyed. Get thee hence. Take thy damned face out, I tell ye, lest I do that which none can undo. Go, do thy worst. Brave old man! Thou defiest me to my very face, and I honour thee for it. There is sore tribulation in store for thee, likewise much bitter wailing and anguish without end. Yet thou shrinkest not. It is well done, and damn me, I honour thee for it. Brave old man. Exit Reuben. Father, thou wast wont to tell me of thy sorrow. Hide not from me the source of this bitter grief. Am I not in all things thy daughter? And who should comfort thee if I may not? My child, I have naught to hide from thee now. The reed on which I lent is broken, and... Knock. Daniel starts in terror. Who's there? Geoffrey, without. Master Drews. It is Geoffrey. He had best not see thee. Get thee hence. I'll open to him. Father, deal gently with him, for the love I bear him. Exit Dorothy. Daniel opens the door. Enter Geoffrey. Master Daniel, I'm going to see. I have written to refuse the post that Sir Jasper would have given me, and I am going tonight. I come to pray your pardon for the sorrow I have brought upon your home. Give me that before I go. I, I pardon thee, my lad. Thou didst not know. Heaven prosper thee. Is that all? I have something to ask about. About Mistress Dorothy. Too late. She's not mine to give. Her father, he's coming for to take her from me. Oh, Geoffrey, he's coming to take her from me. And I'm waiting here for the blow to fall. I'm waiting here for my death. I did not come to seek her love. I know that that is gone from me forever. Master Daniel, she heard me deny her, and she believes that I spake in earnest. I'm going from her now, forever. There's no chance that she'll ever see me again. I think I should go with a lighter heart if I knew that when I'm gone... And there's many a mile of stormy water betwixt us. Someone would tell her that I'm not so bad and cruel and heartless as she thinks me. If someone would tell her that, it was for her sake that I denied her. For her sake and for thine. I think I could go with a lighter heart if I knew she would be sure to think rightly of me in the end. That's all I've got to say. My lad, I've dealt hardly with thee. 
but I was sorely put about, and not rightly master of myself. If it lay with me, I'd give my girl to thee with a light heart, but my poor lad, it don't lay with me now. He's coming for to take her from me. Knock. At last, at last, Sir Jasper is here. Get thee within there. Pointing to inner room. I have business with this man. Exit Geoffrey into room as Daniel opens door and admits Sir Jasper and Reuben. So, Donald Deuce, thou art the man who for fourteen long years has hidden my daughter away from me. Sir, I am indeed he. Oh, shame upon thee, shame upon thee. I crave your mercy, for I knew not her father's name till today. Yet it would seem that having learnt it, thou wouldst nevertheless have fled with her, had not this good fellow arrested thy flight. I have naught to say that your honour's kind heart will not more fitly say for me. We love one another dearly. Truly, in the bitterness of my grief, I had thought to flee with her, but my better self prevailed and I stayed. Credit him not, sir, for he lieth. He was in the very nick of departure when I interposed, and with stern upbraiding, withering invective, and threat of instant death, did bid him await your honour's commands. The palsied coward trembled and obeyed. Nay, sir, this man, this traitorous man, offered to keep the matter from you forever, if I would consent to give him the child to wife. She will herself bear witness to this. Jasper to Reuben. Art thou indeed guilty of this treachery? Why, sir, there is a measure of truth even in this fellow's speech, inasmuch as I did indeed say it. But herein lurks the humour of the thing. I did it but to try him. It was, as it were, a subtle essay or delicate test prepared and carried out to the life with much ingenuity in pursuit of the grandest of all studies the conduct of a man under the influence of extraordinary temptation i am a philosopher thy philosophy shall be severely tried deliver thy books and papers to master geoffrey winyard who i appoint steward in thy place thy stewardship is at an end be gone but sir consider be gone i say and let me see thee no more reuben at door i am a philosopher be gone exit reuben dolefully now donald Drews. If thou hast aught to say in defence of thy conduct, I am prepared to hear it. Aught to say? No, sir, I've not to say worth saying. Thou'st seen the maiden, thou'st seen how fair she is, how good she is, how pure and gentle and tender and true she is. That says more for me than I could say for myself. She softened my stubborn heart, she made me a man. I have learnt to look on her as my daughter, she on me as her father. We've been all in all to each other, and at the thought of losing of her, my poor old heart's most broken in twain. I don't know as I've any more for to say. No, sir, 
That's all. Sighing. I am sorry for you, but you have brought this grief upon yourself. You have been guilty of gross injustice both to myself and to the girl. What? Knowing as you did that inquiries would certainly be made for the child, you nevertheless stole away from the town and left no clue whatsoever as to your destination. Knowing as I did, how did I know? What was there for her to tell me? Was it the love that her father showed for her when he left her to perish on that stormy Norfolk coast? Did that reckless profligate set such value on his treasure as to make it so sure he would ever come for it again? Why, he set his life afore hers, that he might live he left her to die. Why, she was well quit of such a father. Take her from me, Jasper Coombe, if thou's the heart to do it, but do it with a shut mouth. For God knows, with all my sins, and there are many, I have done my duty by her. Donald, I spoke harshly. I am sorry for it. You are right that she was not my own child. But a stepchild matters nothing. I loved her mother dearly. It was my duty to protect the child, and I basely forsook my trust. But for this misdeed I have suffered bitterly. It killed her poor mother, who loved her beyond measure, and on her deathbed I swore to search out the child that I might make amends. And now that after many years of weary searching I have found her, Shall I yield her up, even to you? Come, Darnell, be just, and ask yourself this. I have now to say it again, sir. It's right, but it's our hard. It's our hard. Dorothy, my child, come hither. Enter Dorothy. Daniel to Sir Jasper. I ask your pardon, sir, if I did call her my child, still... For she's been more than that to me. To Dorothy. Dolly, my lass, there's a change in star for thee, a grand change. Thou'rt a lady, aye, a great lady too. I allers knowed thou wast a lady. To Sir Jasper. She don't talk like us common folks, sir. To Dorothy. This gentleman, Sir Jasper Coombe, he's come to claim thee. He's thy father, Dolly. Think of that. And he's he's going to take thee from me. Only to Coombe Raven, Dolly, where I come and see thee often. To Sir Jasper. Thou'lt let me come and see her odd times? To Dorothy. And thou'lt come and see me, and there'll be grand doings then, eh, Dolly? There, there, go with thy father. He'll be a kind father to thee, and he'll love thee well, never doubt it. And and I shall love thee too, and thou shalt have two fathers instead of one. Dolly, that's all. She is about to speak. Don't speak, don't speak, for God's sake, don't speak. He rushes out. Dorothy stands dumb with surprise. Dorothy, my child... I am indeed he who should stand to thee in the place of a father. I know that I seem to thee to be doing a hard thing, for thou hast learnt to love him, and he hath earned thy love. But, Dorothy, I am childless and alone, wealthy, honoured, and of, of good repute, yet alone in my old age. Dorothy, come to me, come to me. Dorothy, 
who has been sobbing through this speech. Oh, sir, forgive me if I seem to speak thoughtlessly, for I am but a poor untaught girl, and I know not how to reply. He has been so good to me, and I love him with all the love of my heart. Oh, sir, it cannot be that after these long years of tender love I am to be taken from him now. Oh, it will kill him. Have pity on him, sir, for it will kill him. I cannot leave him now. I am the very light of his eyes, the very heart of his life. Sobbing. I cannot leave him now. Oh, sir, if thou hast no care for him, yet for the love of my mother, have pity upon me. Jasper, after a pause. I had thought my atonement was as an end, but my bitterest punishment is yet to come, and I am to suffer at thy hands. So be it, it is just. A Dorothy, my child, whom I have sought so long, I will not break another heart. Thou art free to go to him who has been more to thee than many fathers. Heaven bless thee for those good words. They have sown seed in my heart that will bear thee truer love than could have come in many years passed away from him. Sir, thou hast spared his life. When his wife left him, it drove him to the very verge of madness, and this last blow would have ended his life. Did his wife leave him? Alas, yes, many years since, before I was sent to him. And he loved her very dearly, too? So dearly that he would have taken her to his heart if she had returned to him, so dearly that he called me Dorothy because he read her name in mine eyes. Dorothy... Or was that her name? I, Dorothy Marple, for that is rightly my father's name. But to save her good fame, he gave out that he was dead, and he took the name he now bears. Jasper aside. My sin has borne bitter fruit. Uh, Donald Juice, give me thy pardon. Dorothy, for the sake of the Dorothy who is dead, give me thy pardon. Enter Daniel Juice. Master Juice, heaven has interposed to save me from unwittingly working on thee a deep and bitter injury. Take the child that is thine own in the eye of God and of man. As she has been thy daughter hitherto, so shall she be thy daughter to the end. Why, sir, Dorothy, my child, is he not going to take thee from me? I have no right with her. She is thine, uh, to bless thine old age and to bring thee comfort to the very last. Dorothy, my child, my child. Takes Dorothy in his arms. Oh, sir, I know not how to bless thee for this blessing. Give me no blessing. I have done thee a wrong that is beyond the power of a man to repair. Think of the think of the deepest injury that man's wickedness has ever wrought on thee, and place it to my account. Daniel thunderstruck. If it lies within thee to extend the hand of pardon to him who laid waste thine home and made thy life desolate, read in my blighted life the punishment that the sin of my youth has brought upon me in my old age. As I have sinned, so before heaven. 
I have atoned. Exit Sir Jasper. Daniel, as Sir Jasper's meaning breaks upon him. Stay! Come back! If this be not a devil-born dream, come back and hear me out! Oh, source of all the sorrow I have known! Oh, black and bitter curse of two poor lives! Thy life for hers! Thy cursed life for hers! Father, spare him! Be merciful! Be just! He is an old man now. Thou art an old man. Is it in the winter of your lives that the heart-burnings of hot youth are to be avenged? He has wronged thee, but he has suffered and will yet suffer. As I have prevailed to turn thee to mankind, so let me, thy daughter, thy daughter indeed, thy own flesh, her own flesh, prevail against this one surviving sorrow. Spare him and pardon him for her sake and for mine. Kneels. Enter Geoffrey. Oh, Dorothy, dead and in heaven, when God took thee, he left an angel behind to plead for thee and for this man. It is heaven's voice. My anger has gone out of me. Dorothy, wilt thou believe now that it was for thy sake and for thy father's that I did deceive thee? Dorothy rises. Daniel sits. Wilt thou believe now that I love thee truly and beyond all on earth? Oh, Geoffrey, forgive me. Forgive me. I acted in haste. I knew not what I did. Embracing him. My darling. Kisses her. Art thou happy, Geoffrey? Passing happy. And thou? Passing happy. End of Act Three End of Daniel Drew's Blacksmith by W. S. Gilbert